consider myself to be a particularly spiteful person. I don't spend a lot of time hating on things. But if there's one thing to which I direct my ire with a certain degree of consistency, it has to be the New York Yankees. Now, there are many reasons for this, from the fact that they are the biggest spending club typically in the major leagues. They routinely have bought the biggest, most hyped up free agents on the market. They have bought their way to many championships. Their pinstriped uniforms look like pajamas. Their announcer, Michael Kay, for the Yes Network, is one of the most bombastic presences in all of professional sports, whether it's his home run call of see ya every single time the Yankees hit a home run to his rants that he has delivered at many of his colleagues or people in nearby professions over the years. And I say this with all due respect to their beloved radio announcer, John Sterling, who's fun, knowledgeable, respectful, and really an icon in the sport. Uh, The Yankee fans have taken over Camden Yards at Oriole Park, the home of my beloved Baltimore Orioles over the years, who admittedly have been a very losing team far too often and who have therefore made themselves susceptible to scores of Yankee fans coming down. But these fans come down and bring with them their obnoxious let's go Yankees chant and they really take over the entire place and it has been an awful experience and it has not been forgotten. Additionally, there, of course, is the Jeffrey Mayer catch uh, in 1996, in which a 12-year-old Jeffrey Mayer uh, reached over the outfield wall to essentially steal or take away a ball, a fly ball, from an Orioles fielder during game one of the 1996 American League Championship Series, and it really turned the tide of that game and potentially uh, the series, which the Yankees went on to win, and then they later went on to win the World Series. But that really wasn't the worst part of it. The worst part of it is that afterward, he was essentially celebrated as a hero by fans in that section who threw stuff at the Orioles while they protested the play. Then later he made the rounds on the various talk show circuits, again celebrated as a hero by the New York media. But perhaps the biggest reason for my disdain for the Yankees is they are like the Coca-Cola of baseball. They feel like a corporate monolith. And beyond that, they are incessantly hyped up and talked about. Never mind that they haven't won a World Series since 2009, which admittedly is still much better than the Orioles, who haven't won a World Series since 1983. But they are constantly hyped up, constantly talked about. Every move they make, it becomes the the topic of discussion in the baseball world. And we're seeing that again at this very moment, which is really curious because they are currently much to my delight, a sub-500 team. 
And they came into this season as some people's favorites to go to the World Series. This came after they signed Aaron Judge to an absolutely massive nine-year, $360 million contract. And they also added to their already very pricey starting rotation by signing free agent pitcher Carlos Rodon to a six-year, $162 million contract. Let's get something out of the way very quickly. Rodon has pitched very ineffectively. He's only pitched 42 innings and to a 5.7 ERA. He has five more years left on his contract. And Aaron Judge, whom I respect a great deal and think the world of as a player, has managed to only play in 83 games for the New York Yankees. So where are we at right now? Well, let's put something in perspective. As we speak, the New York Yankees are a sub-500 team, and they are 17 and a half games behind the first place, that's right, the first place Baltimore Orioles, who have shocked the entire baseball world, though I may humbly put forth, not me, as we did here predict at the beginning of the season, that the Orioles would make the World Series, and that claim has only grown stronger as time has gone on. The Orioles are on pace, by the way, to win 101 games. Things have gotten so bad in the Bronx that the Yankees are considering, according to their chairman, Hal Steinbrenner, bringing in a company, that's right, a company, to, quote, take a look at the analytics side of what we do, end quote. And most nights, Aaron Boone, their manager, who has been through quite a bit of losing this season, has looked downright pathetic in his post-game interviews, essentially delivering the same line, we gotta come back at him tomorrow. We gotta turn the page and come back at him tomorrow. And so this is really shocking to the baseball world because the standings are essentially reversed. The Yankees came into opening day of this season with a payroll of $279 million. That is second in the league behind only the obscene $344 million that the Mets threw at several players to essentially have their own losing season. And one slot ahead of the San Diego Padres payroll of $253 million. The Padres, of course, are on the outside looking in of the wild card race right now. Where was the Orioles payroll? Well, the Orioles payroll was 28th in the league. It was $71 million. And if the outcome so far of this season isn't humiliating for the Yankees, I don't know what is, but they have gotten outflanked outmaneuvered and outplayed by a terrifically young, exciting Baltimore Orioles baseball club. Now, over the course of the season, the Yankees have released several players, but there's one player they released whose release has been very telling, and that is Aaron Hicks. He was signed in 2019 by the Yankees for seven years and $70 million. And he was released by the Yankees on May 26th with three and a half years and over $27 million left on his contract, including $10.5 million for this year. Well, the Baltimore Orioles went and picked him up. And while he has not been an all-star at all, he has certainly been a solid contributor 
and he has performed substantially better in Baltimore than he did in New York. And I think if he were to have performed in New York the way he has in Baltimore, the Yankees would not have given him up. The Orioles are paying him merely $484,000. That's a prorated minimum salary. And yet, clearly, the Orioles are able to do something with players such as Aaron Hicks, such as Yenier Cano, an all-star reliever who had really horrendous numbers last year with the Twins, came over to the Orioles and, as I said, has become an all-star and has really stepped into the closer role, at least for the time being, while Felix Bautista is out with an injury. But clearly, the Orioles are able to do things with players that a lot of clubs, including the New York Yankees, are not able to. And so what we're talking about here is we're talking about a new era. The Baltimore Orioles have the number one rated farm system in baseball. This is after having graduated to the major leagues such notable contributors as all-star Adley Rutschman, as burgeoning superstar Gunnar Henderson, as burgeoning ace pitcher Grayson Rodriguez, as well as all-around solid contributor Jordan Westberg, and they still have the number one farm system in baseball for the third year running. They have the number one prospect in the game, Jackson Holiday, who at 19 years old is now at his fourth level of minor league play this year. He is skyrocketing through the system. Yesterday, he was just promoted to AAA. There is even a possibility that he may go to the major league roster this year, though I think with all the talent they currently have on that roster, it is going to be a tough, tough roster to crack. But in addition to Jackson Holiday, they have several other players sitting at the AAA level ready to knock down the door to the Major League Club. We will likely see them next year. We're talking about players like Colton Kowser, who came up uh, briefly this year and has just been called up. But we also have Heston Kerstad, Joey Ortiz. Kobe Mayo, and we now suddenly have the pitching side of things beginning to catch up as well. Where are the Yankees in all of this? Well, they have the 21st ranked farm system in the game. And we are now going to see some of these players, and they have been extremely hyped up. And if you look at their numbers, they are really, at best, pedestrian. We're talking about their their they have four prospects in the top 100. Spencer Jones, and they're all, by the way, these prospects are in the, the lower 50 of the prospects. I believe they start in the 70s. Spencer Jones is one of those prospects. He was drafted in the 31st round. He is 22 years old. He has struck out 133 times versus 42 walks. And that, by the way, is at single A ball. He was promoted to double A where he has hit 136, granted in limited action, but he has maintained a strikeout to walk ratio as a hitter, not as a, not as a pitcher of three to one. 
There's another player who has just been called up. He's nicknamed the Martian. His name has been all over headlines as this great Yankee prospect. Well, he's played nine games at AAA before his call-up. He's hit two home runs at the major league level. He's exceedingly hyped up, and his AA numbers are pedestrian at best. Now, he is 20 years old, so we'll see how he develops. He could still grow. The third prospect is Everson Perea. He's a 22-year-old Venezuelan, and he's been at uh, two levels, AA and AAA, where he has put up admittedly good numbers, 300 batting average and a 921 OPS at those two stops. And then finally, they're Pitching prospect Chase Hampton is a 21-year-old starting pitcher, and he has a 4.37 ERA at AA. So for the most part, the Yankees really do not have a lot of legit talent sitting in their minor leagues, and they're the 21st ranked system in the league. So where does this leave them? What we're seeing is that the pathway to success that the Yankees have for so long subscribed to, namely that of buying up the most expensive and seemingly most talented players, think Giancarlo Stanton, is no longer an effective strategy. And they're looking up in the standings, way up in the standings, at an organization that has a great deal more payroll flexibility at this time, a lot more youth, a lot more talent, and they're simply outplaying the rest of the division right now in the Baltimore Orioles. So the Yankees have a lot of soul searching to do, and there are no quick fixes for this team. I know that they love the idea of winning. They love to take a lot of pride in who they are. I would say a lot of that pride is excessive, but that is how they view themselves. And they view themselves as a club that is supposed to go and win and really compete for a championship every single year. But I think that task much to my delight, if I may say so, has gotten a lot harder, and there is no quick fix in Yankee land. Indeed, it will be an interesting offseason for the New York Yankees. It will be one like we have not seen in a long, long time. No doubt they will need to get younger. The question is, can they get better? In the meantime, I'm going to really enjoy every moment of success that my Baltimore Orioles have. And pardon me if, in the meantime, that bird that's on the front of the Orioles cap, that smiling bird, seems to possess a little bit of a smirk. I'm Dimitri Katsiunas. (laughs) 